Welcome to the Arrow at Heart podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. It's Stephanie. Or if you found me through my pen name, Gemma Frost. So today we are talking about story ideas, how I came up with the idea for my historical romance series, and how you can come up with ideas and keep track of everything so you can actually use them. So my current historical romance series. The last episode I mentioned that during COVID last year in March and April, I was on a reading binge of historical romance books. I was reading Lisa Kleypas, who is my favorite author, and I just breezed through a few of her series, and then I read Tessa Dare, Grace Calloway, just a ton of great authors, and it really inspired me to kind of come up with my own series idea. So I actually had one moment that inspired the whole thing. (laughs) One moment, and it was really one line, and it's from the hero of my first book, Just so everyone's not confused, I have a prequel novella coming out, hopefully next month, April 2021. This prequel happens a few years before the first official book in the series starts, and it follows a side couple, just to introduce you to the world. So they are not who I'm talking about. My actual idea for the series and the inspiration came from this first book, Couple and Hero, and his name is Jonathan. So... The very first line that came to me was, she's back. (laughs) Jonathan lives in the rookery, slums, whatever you want to call them in Manchester, England, uh, 1870. And I was like, okay, I like this guy. He's kind of rough around the edges. I even asked a friend, what's something, you know, kind of underworldy or bad that he can do? (laughs) But not too bad because we got to redeem him. So I'm kind of working through that. But that was the first line. I was like, she's back as he sees our heroine, Hazel. I didn't know her name was Hazel at the time. I just knew that she was in his realm and she didn't belong. And I knew that she was there reading to children. So that kind of sparked this idea that led me to sisters and kind of their family background and her name meaning something to her character. So I really like flowers and I started looking up the meaning of certain flower names. So I just made a list on Trello, which basically helps you make lists and check things off. This is not an ad. I'm not getting paid. (laughs) I feel like you have to say that every time you say like a product. I wish I was getting paid, Uh, but I made a list on Trello. So these are a couple of the names I wrote down. I wrote down willow means grace and elegance, sadness, harmony. I had lilac, symbolic of first love, joy of youth. I thought that could be a really good storyline for someone. There's tulip, charity, deep, perfect love, cheerful. So I had a lot of different names and I had a lot of different, they have a lot of different meanings. So I kind of went through and... Some made some really good pairings. So for example, Hazel means wisdom, inspiration, creativity. And I merged that with Tulip, which has charity and cheerful and confidence. And this became who Hazel is. And it really fits with her storyline because she has always been a creative person and she wants to write children's books and she loves 
working with children, reading to them. So I was like, oh, this is so good. So I had Hazel. Then I had to figure out her sisters, which really became two sisters and a cousin that was raised with them. And they became, we have Hazel, who is the youngest. And then we have Lily, who was a combination with Lilac. And then we have Iris, and she was a combination of a couple of different flowers just because, you know, you can't really call someone lavender. That's just too weird. Or honey. That's that's just too odd. <laughs> so Iris was like an amalgamation. Is that, is that the right word? Of a couple of flowers. And then we have Caraway, who is like fidelity and longevity. So that was really the inspiration behind the series was these flower names and their meanings and these sisters embodying these characteristics and really driving the story. And then when it came to the men, their heroes, I kind of did the same thing, although they don't have a garden theme. Like these are the garden sisters. That's what they're known as because they have these flowery names. The guys obviously don't follow that, but I did try to match their characteristics to what their names would mean. I'm not going to tell you (laughs) the names because, you know, it's got to be a surprise for when the books come out. I mean, obviously, whenever book two and three and four come out with the summaries of what the books are about, you're going to know who they end up with. But until then, it's a surprise. So I'm just telling you book one is has Hazel and Jonathan. So that was the inspiration for the historical romance series I have coming out. Now, the prequel novella, like I said, it's it's set apart because they're a side pairing that has Dr. Robert Forrester. He was an army surgeon in the Crimean War who suffers now from PTSD. And then we have Mrs. Johanna Milton, a widow who's looking for kind of more in her life. And we see kind of how their lives (laughs) clash. So obviously there's no gardeny connotation and I really didn't even go into their name meanings or anything. I just really like the name Johanna and Robert just fit him. It's not, it's honestly not even my favorite name, but it just fit him. So I was like, okay, your name is Robert. I'll probably get into how the novella came together because it came together very differently than the series idea came. But since we're focusing now on how to come up with story ideas. I'm just going to focus on the series idea instead of the novella because it's just its own thing. So that's how I came up with the series idea. I was inspired by flower names and the meanings behind them. So that's one way you can find inspiration or you can look to movies and shows and other books. Obviously not stealing, but for example, I just watched Hallmark's Mystery 101. I don't know if anybody watches Hallmark. I love Hallmark. I actually have a Hallmark podcast with my friend Carrie. It's called Love and Nonsense. Another shameless plug. (laughs) I have so many podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. I just have two. So there's the Hallmark movie Mystery 101. It's actually a mystery series. Now, the mystery series on Hallmark, they don't focus on a relationship 
per se, but they do build one normally between normally the guy is the detective and then the girl helps him. All that to say, I got inspiration from one of the movies in Mystery 101 where she made a comment to somebody about how when she's stressed, she just likes to go home, have a nice hot bath and read a book. Your typical kind of thing. And the guy played by Christopher Palaha, who I love, you could tell from his face that he was really paying attention to her and in tune and kind of filing this information away in case he ever needed to like take care of her that way. So that inspired me to write down kind of like this idea of have this guy pay attention to the little things that this lady is talking about. You know, show that he really cares and we'll use that later on to show that he's paying attention and I just thought that was very romantic. So something like that on movies and shows can inspire something without you stealing, you know, the whole idea. Also, you can get ideas from dreams. I've had I've had a lot of crazy dreams and there's always something interesting happening. Like there was one like paranormal historical that I really like to write, but it's like way down the line. You can also be inspired when you're driving. Like this is very... This is very random, but I was stopped at an intersection. There was a woman panhandling and she was pregnant. And I was like, what would it be like to be that child with your panhandling parent and growing up like that and like where that would go? So this is all about staying open to ideas and just letting your mind wander. You're walking down the hallway. What would happen if somebody tripped and fell into the sky that they always saw? Like, what would happen? Would they fall in love? Is his friend really her true love or whatever? You know, like things like that. If you go to a doctor's appointment, oh, I'm really scared about this potential surgery or shot. What if the doctor like was really caring and once your, you know, relationship appointment was over and it was like a one-off thing and there's no longer, you know, a legal, a legal boundary there. What would happen if they saw them outside of that? So just let your mind wander and imagine different scenarios and then keep track of that because you'll think, you'll think that you will remember these great ideas. And I am telling you, you will not remember. You will forget no matter how many times you repeat it. Sometimes I try repeating things in my head like 21 times because that's like, I think I read somewhere once that that's how many times you need to repeat something for it to stick. Like I'll just keep repeating it. But why waste brain space? So I keep track of everything in a Google Doc. I have it separated out by subgenre because I only write in romance. So really, I just have historical, contemporary, paranormal, um, Christian. So I have it broken down that way. If you like different genres, you can have it organized a different way. I also have a sheet for like if I have bits of dialogue that I randomly think of, I'll put that somewhere so then I can maybe plug it in in a future story, a solo scene ideas, an overall story arc that I can imagine, but I don't really know specifics, uh, character quirks like, oh, this person always tucks their hair, you know, something random that's very specific or like a colloquial colloquialism. I don't know if that's the right word, but like someone who says, I can't even think. What is it? You know those things where they're like, oh, my heart's in my throat, but the person says it wrong like, oh, my heart's in my stomach and something like quirky like that. Just write it down. And so you have it somewhere that you can easily access. And I don't always have 
access to a Google Doc, obviously. I don't have that app on my phone, but I do have a voice recording app. So I will record voice notes to myself. And honestly, that's probably the most helpful thing I've done because I can just say whatever I'm thinking, especially when I'm driving, and I'll just have it recorded and saved. So that is my advice for you for coming up with story ideas. Be open to anything, write down everything, record everything, find a way that's easy for you to keep track of your ideas because eventually you might hit upon one that you really wanna move forward with. Like I have so many, so many ideas. I probably will never get to all of them, but at least they're there and I can maybe combine them into stories. So that's my advice to you. Hopefully it's helpful. Next episode, we are going to talk about how to check to see if your story idea has merit, if you should continue with it and kind of touching upon writing to market. Maybe you've heard that phrase before. We're going to talk about it. So yeah, until then. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you learned a lot in this episode. If you want to stay up with the newest episodes, please subscribe to the Arrowed Heart podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever really you listen to podcasts. And for more information, you can always find me on Instagram, Facebook at the Arrowed Heart or my pen name at author Gemma Frost. Talk to you later.